Dr. Susan Howell was raised in Washington State. She got her undergraduate degree in fine arts, then moved to Fairbanks, Alaska with her husband and worked as a veterinary technician for a number of years before returning to get her veterinary degree from Washington State University in 1997. After graduation, she worked in a number of small animal practices in Washington, as well as the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. There, she developed an interest in holistic medicine and began her journey. She was employed by the Standard Process Company to support veterinarians by giving lectures in the field, as well as answering technical questions. She was certified in acupuncture and Chinese veterinary food therapy by Chi University in 2017. Also in 2017, she opened her own holistic practice in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Thrive Holistic Veterinary Care provides complementary veterinary care with a focus on nutrition response testing, functional nutrition, TCVM food therapy, and acupuncture. Please enjoy this conversation with Dr. Susan Howell as we discuss her education, her time at Standard Process, opening her own holistic practice, and providing care both in person and remotely. Dr. Howell, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you for inviting me. So where did you grow up? Ooh, I grew up on the West Coast. I grew up in the Seattle area from about the time I was six until I graduated college. Yeah. So beautiful place. When did you decide that you want to be a veterinarian? I decided probably somewhere in my late teens. I was looking for something challenging to do, and I had lots of animals at home. Uh, my parents always let me bring in all of the little foster things I could find, birds, dogs, whatever. And uh, I ended up moving to Alaska to be with my now husband, and I needed to find a job there. Uh, I looked all over and I applied to be a veterinary technician just because I was so interested in the veterinary caring for animals thing. And that's where I started. I got hired. Wow. Surprisingly. Yeah. Where in Alaska, <laughs> where in Alaska were you guys? Uh, Fairbanks. Yeah. So we saw a lot of sled dogs at this practice, which was cool. A lot of the Iditarod dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when, uh, where did you do your undergrad then? I did my undergrad at Pacific Lutheran University, which is in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. And I got my degree in theater. Interesting. So, yeah. so that was prior to, to your Alaska move then. Correct. Yeah. And then you started working as a vet tech. And then at what point were you guys, were you able to come back down and go to vet school then? I started applying for vet school probably two years until when we were living in Alaska. Um, we moved back down to the Seattle area, actually Pullman, but was Eastern Washington um, after we got married. So it kind of I followed him. He followed me. And we just kind of ended up in Pullman, Washington, because I wanted to do veterinary work. And I it was thankfully uh, accepted into vet school on my first application, which was really oh, nice. That is great. Wow. Well, did, yeah. did, did you consider other schools at the time or just? No. That was it? No, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So how big were the classes then? How big was Ooh. your vet school class? Yeah, I want to say it was 120, but probably 40 of those students were from Oregon because uh, it was a consortium. So right. Washington and Oregon kind of got together. Yeah. 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 Um, percentage women, more than 50 probably, huh? Or oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would say at least 60% women. Yeah. 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 Did you enjoy school? I think you'd have to define enjoy, but yes. <laughs> 
it was super challenging. I mean, I, I look back and I think, I don't know how I did that. I don't know if that's true for you too. I, I just, there was so much going on. I had my first child in my second year of that school and um, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. I really did. If I think about it, enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's difficult, all the, the schoolwork and then being a mom and yeah. So, so, all right. So you had, you had experience as a vet tech though. Do you, th- that, that must've helped at least with the practical stuff, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And like when I was in Alaska, I worked for a veterinarian who was a pathologist. He was a board certified pathologist, which was oh, kind wow. of cool. Yeah, I know. And, um, so we saw lots of stuff there that I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. And it was sort of in the days before you really used gas anesthesia. So my job up in Alaska was to push the anesthetic agent in through a vein that was t- syringe taped to an arm of a dog. Oh yeah. 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 So lots of, um, yeah, it was exciting. Lots of exciting moments in anesthesia. Yeah. But- <laughs> So yes, I felt like I was pretty prepared. And I think that's probably a lot of the reason why I was accepted because of my connection with um, Dr. Van Pelt. He was amazing. Yeah. But all right. So the technician aspect had to give you an advantage, but do you feel like having done your, your fine art degree that gave you also maybe some different perspective than some of the vet students? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I graduated with my degree in communication arts, and I think that helped me in a lot of ways to be able to kind of talk to people and you know have that broader sense of what was going on. I know that I think if I'd just done animal science or something like that, I probably wouldn't have had the same sort of opportunity, and it wouldn't have been as um, I don't want to say broad, but yeah, it just a lot of things that I wouldn't have known if I just <laughs> followed that science path. Yeah. I mean, it just, I feel like it, I, I'm thinking that it gave you just a different perspective and outlook on the schooling and, you know, the, all that goes along with that, the, you know, the stress and the, the you know, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a different, vet school is different than a fine arts college, right? <laughs> I was used to writing essays and, you know, doing active, you, you know, uh, theater work and expression in a different way. And yeah. then in vet school, it's all, you know, a lot of um, filling in the bubbles and trying to take your brain in a different way. A really nice combination though. I yeah, I, I love it. Having your technician background, but also the fine arts thing, I, you know, where just your brain functions in a different way. Mm-hmm. Did I think you we get see that a lot? You, don't we see, don't we see that a lot with um, people who are science minded? They also have sort of a musical. They, they've got a they've got something else in their lives that brings them a creative a creative aspect. Well, you, you want to hope so. I just think back on some of my classmates as being, you know, that, like you said, that animal science, right to vet school, no real, you know, mm-hmm. creative side, maybe not so engaged as, yeah, as someone with your background. Did you know that, did you have a, an interest in holistic medicine while you're in school? Oh, no, no. I mean, I think the most holistic thing I was interested in was, was food because my mom was a great cook. And I ate, you know, I cooked 
meals all the time. And I am not a fast food person. I never grew up with that. So it was in my life, I was, you know, holistic in the nutritional aspect of things because I ate fresh for the most part. But when it came to animals, you know, I learned differently about that because the pet food companies told us what we were supposed to feed. And yeah. It was, it was all processed food, right? Yeah. I never, I didn't make that connection until after I graduated and been out and practice a few years. Yeah. Did you, did you know that you wanted, what kind of practice did you want to go into after, after school? Feline. I wanted to go into an all cat practice. Yeah. Yeah. So did it happen? Cause I just, uh, I really had an affinity for cats and it was going to be so quiet and it wasn't going to be, you know, crazy and I could focus. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. So did it happen? No, <laughs> no, it didn't. My first job offer was from a feline only practice, but then um, I ended up working in general practice um, on an Island outside of um, Seattle on Woodby Island. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of thrown into the fire in that, uh, particular first job. Uh, so the, but scenic, very scenic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A gorgeous place to live. Mm -hmm. So then what took you guys to Wisconsin? My husband's job, like I said, we sort of flip-flop, like you uh -huh. follow them, they follow you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he, he got out of high tech and went into teaching and he ended up here in Milwaukee at uh, Milwaukee school of engineering. So I had no idea where Wisconsin was being from the West coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I knew East coast. I knew what, I had no idea what the Midwest was. It's beautiful here. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so right. lucky to be here. So when did the holistic thing start to play a part in your career? Then? It, when I, when I moved to Wisconsin, I was looking for positions and, um, I interviewed several places and the one that stuck with me was uh, Silver Spring Animal Wellness Center, which at the time was um, very holistic in its bent. And I was really, I just think drawn to what they were doing there because there were so many different things on their shelves. And I had been frustrated with what I'd been doing so far in veterinary medicine with just drugs and surgery. And they had offered something new and interesting to look at. Yeah. 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 So how many doctors were there at the time when you started? Hmm. There were three of us at the time. So yeah. two, two plus myself. Yeah. And what sort of things were they offering? Um, they were offering acupuncture. Um, they were doing a lot with herbs, um, Chinese herbs, Western herbs. Um, they were doing a lot with food and they had standard process supplements. Ah. which was new to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the whole dog journal and I read that thing. Um, and there was a great article on the, how to read a pet food label. Yeah. And it just freaking blew my mind. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I can't even believe I've been recommending these foods that have all these ingredients that are so not right for pets. And I, that just changed how I just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. That's not, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not optimal. I should say it's not optimal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, at what point did you get involved in working with standard process? Probably right from, from silver spring, because I it was watching what the other doctors were doing with those whole food supplements and their patients seemed to be doing pretty good. And they, 
they just um, had a really good educational team at Standard Process. Um, Tom Cameron, their veterinarian at the time, would come and talk with us and explain to us, you know, how Whole Foods worked in the pet's body, just kind of like how it does in ours, and the importance of every case having a nutritional component. And so I just, I really latched on to what their message was because it really resonated with me. And um, so I tried to learn as much as I could from them. And I did. So every practice I went to after Silver Spring, I brought standard process along with me. I asked them if they would bring it into the practice because, because I really, really started to see some changes in my patients in a positive way when I was integrating that in with my care. Yeah. So were they like Dr. Cameron, was he coming did you say, did he come to the practice or were you going? He to- did. Oh yeah, he did. He was, he would, uh, because the standard process is located, the, the facility, right? About an hour and a half from Milwaukee. So yeah. he, he could come up and at the time he was, you know, doing his own lunch and learns and ah. yeah. So I had the benefit of having Tom, you know, come and talk with us and as the years went on and I was looking for a change in my work because I was feeling kind of stagnant in conventional practice. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I called standard process and I said, you know, I really like what you guys are doing and I would love to work with you. And it just worked out at the time that Tom wanted someone to work with. And he, we just, yeah, started working together and I was hired by the company. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah. he's, I'll give another vote for him. He's wonderful. Um, yeah, he's totally my mentor. I just, I appreciate Tom. I cannot tell you how much we're we're fast friends. He lives in Madison. I live in in Milwaukee, and um, we visit at least once a month. We talk on the phone all the time. He's he's an amazing person. Oh, yeah, I'm blessed to know him. Yeah, you're fortunate. Yeah. So, what was it like being? Um, did taking? Did you get extra training from Standard Process when you started going out and doing talks for them then, or how did that? Yeah, I did. Um, they, they, because they are, um, they're talking to vets throughout the country, right? And Tom was the only guy doing that. Mm-hmm. So they would fly him places to give seminars and things like that. And so that was my first jump in. I flew with him out to uh, San Francisco and watched him give a six-hour seminar on Whole Foods and veterinary practice. And uh, yeah. And then, then, you know, they, I learned and learned and learned. I just spent two months reading books uh, and learning from him. And um, then I started speaking. So what was your practice situation at that time? Yeah. When I uh, joined standard process, I was still in practice one day a week, basically, but I think it was very hard to keep that up because the way I was doing things and the way the practice was doing things was a little different. And so my clients didn't have a lot of, if I wasn't there, <laughs> the recommendations for their pets would change. And yeah. it was confusing to them. I mean, I get it right. Mm-hmm. They, I'm telling them to feed something one way and then they go see another veterinarian who doesn't n- know, or, you know, have the same aspect as I do. And, they put them back on something else and it just wasn't working very well to, to be a one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. Practitioner. So I just, I went all in with standard process and uh, just went into education to help other vets learn. Yeah. So, so what t- kind of time frame are we talking about here? Do you know what we're about? Well, yeah. Like uh, years wise, like yeah. What, what, yeah. what year was I hired by standard process? Hmm. 
That would have been eight years ago ish. Okay. Eight, okay. Nine years ago. And I worked for them for a solid four years before I, I was like, I just got to get back to practice again. Cause I have all these cool things that I've learned. And um, I went to the Chi Institute during the time I was with them and learned acupuncture yeah. and food therapy. And it was like, you know, I want my patients now. <laughs> I want to go back. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So when you're out giving these talks, was it all sorts of environments like big meetings, uh, lunch and learns? I mean, what kind of, what kind of environments were they? Yeah, all of those, everything above. I mean, I went all the way from just um, giving giving seminars at the different standard process facilities um, around the country because they had distributors that had their own um, sort of lecture halls. Mm -hmm. um, so you do like a one day seminar. So I would speak for maybe six to eight hours, um, maybe a day and a half of that uh, on certain topics and. So all the way from that to little lunch and learns where we were getting together in a coffee shop and there were like three or four docs there and we were just talking and, um, I did a couple conference presentations, um, out West and yeah, a lot of it was just flying around the country, meeting with veterinarians in different ways. So, and I did technical support on the phone too. So I talked to people on the phone. Ah, the travel, the travel must've been really interesting. It was super interesting. I met so many people. I mean, like, I cannot even tell you how many amazing veterinarians I met. You know, it just blows my mind how many practices I've seen, you know? And so a lot of the ideas from my practice came from all of everybody that I visited, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, probably the gamut, right? From single doc, holistic only to multiple doc. Oh yeah. All the way you know, from, you know, cow, cow vets that, that were doing, you know, dogs and cats on the side or, you know, to huge hospitals where, you know, they had a staff of 50 people in three locations and yeah. Oh, Crazy. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they were probably all, what I want to say, friendly environments, right. You weren't trying to ever, you know, they, you were invited in, so they knew what they were getting. They probably had some background on the company and yeah, I would say they're friendly environments. I think the most hostile environments I went to were the vet schools because I've <laughs> spoken at probably six or seven vet schools across the country. Yeah. And um, that's a tough crowd, Yeah, in my opinion, because, yeah. because they're so inquisitive and because they want to know why about everything. And that's great. I mean, you should know why, but um, they've been, I mean, I remember being taught a lot of reduction ideas about nutrition and how it just comes down to, you know, just not even the ingredients, but the guaranteed analysis of the food yeah. <laughs> versus what's really in it. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of blowback and questions from, from a lot of the students who didn't really understand what I was talking about when I was talking about food. Were the student clubs bringing it? Who was bringing you into the school? Yeah, the clubs, um, yeah. and particularly, you know, the holistic club um, at several of the universities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're anxious to get back to patients. So did you start your own place then, or what, what did you do? I did. I did, because I'm like, I just want to do it. I, I really want to, I have a vision for how I want this to go down. I want to be very um, intentional about spending time with each pet, and I just want to create almost a boutique experience for the pet parent where they can come in and feel comfortable and their pets aren't going to be afraid and we can just spend time talking and learning and 
you know, focusing on them, like their time for however long I want to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't have to be restricted to, you know, 15 minutes and you're out the door or whatever. Sure. So what kind of facility do you have? Talk me through the physical, the physical part of it. Yeah. I found this really great little space um, next to the Milwaukee river in a town called Teensville. So it's 600 square feet. Um, It has two rooms. It was one big room. We divided it a little bit, um, but it has a big view out to the river um, back patio. And I was told by the landlord that it was a magical place. Ah, I know. So I'm like, I'm sold. That's it. It's true. It's magical. I can't tell you it's beautiful. And um, yeah, so we just kind of remodeled it a little bit and, and it's, I love the space. We have music playing and no exam tables. If I want to put a dog or a cat up on a table, I have a, um, massage table that I bring out and yeah. set that thing up. And we've got a futon couch that folds down for big dogs to have acupuncture on. And um, it's pretty much, it's pretty cool. And I do a lot of muscle testing or nutrition response testing so I can move my stuff around that way too. It's yeah. Yeah. It's really great. I, I, I love it. So how long have you been in that space? Four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you have for staff? One technician. Yeah. It's just me and her. <laughs> Yeah. Are you doing any, any blood draws or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, I, I really wanted to bring in some diagnostics that other clinics weren't doing, um, Mm -hmm. around her, particularly like essential vitamins, like B12 and vitamin D and magnesium and calcium, you know, some of the things that they might not know. I do a lot with VDI labs, veterinary diagnostic Institute. And so, you know, their uh, cancer risk assessment screenings and understanding um, inflammation markers and things like that. I do um, that type of blood testing mostly. And we do titer testing because a lot of clinics around here don't. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to offer it at a reasonable price for people so that they would do it. And yeah. So you're doing that in-house or you're sending it out? Uh, The titers? Yes. Yes. Sending it out because we have the uh, diagnostic lab here in Wisconsin, um, Mm -hmm. CAVDIS. And so, yeah, so the part of the distemper parvo tests go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and then I send rabies titers to Kansas State. Yeah. Now, how how do people find you? Are they, is it word of mouth? Do you, do you have a good relationship with local conventional vets or? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, but I had to do a lot of marketing to begin with, um, mm-hmm. you know, just going around to the different practices and seeing if they would listen to me talk about what I did. And really it has been mostly from referral from the clients mm-hmm. and it grew, it's been kind of grown organically that way. I do have a good relationship with quite a few of the clinics around here now, um, even the emergency clinics where I think we've done enough good things that people are sending the veterinarians are referring their patients to me. That's nice. That's great. great. Mm -hmm. That's great. So Mm -hmm. you're doing acupuncture, you're doing nutrition. Yeah. What else? Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, we talk about holistic ways to deal with pets, you know, alternatives to, or, uh, like flea and tick medication, you know, just the general questions. I kind of mm-hmm. end up explaining a lot of things to pet parents that they didn't get explained at their regular vet because there wasn't time or because they were surprised by what 
the diagnosis was, you know, you walk in with your dog's coughing and then the next five seconds you learn he's got a lung tumor, you know, like that, like they're just blown away. And so they don't know what to do. And um, so a lot of it is just listening and explaining and then offering, um, you would do some herbs, Chinese and um, uh, Western herbs, also Mm -hmm. a little bit of homeopathic. So I'm not a homeopathic that, yeah. um, yeah, but it's a lot of, a lot of bait. Most of what I do is based on muscle testing and resonation of a product with the body to bring that body to better balance. You bet. All right. I want to, I want to put that aside because I want to talk about that in depth, but uh, okay. first, first I have to, how do you talk to people about diet? What, what sort of things are you recommending? Oh, wow. So th- there are three things I talk to them about with diet. First off, um, I have them fill out a food journal mm-hmm. before they come in. So they have it with them. So it's, I'm just asking them to, to write down for three days, everything that passes their pet's lips. So I know what's been going on and no judgment. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. And it's been very um, eye-opening that way. I've had several lives where they even write down, he ate some underwear, you know, it's like, okay, well, that, you're right. That's passed his lips. So let's know what's going on. <laughs> And um, that's opened up a lot of conversation. Um, we go through, I ask them to tell me what they're feeding, brand, um, what the protein is, you know, exactly what it is. And, and then we can look it up on an iPad and go through the ingredients and say, well, here's some great things about this and here's some not so great things. But I really talk about variety, freshness, and moisture, and pretty much try to steer people away from dry food diets. Yeah. And so just a ballpark, when you get, when you're at that point, then what percentage of people are say willing to prepare home prepare or maybe do something other than. Yeah. Yeah. I try to meet the pet parent where they're able to do their thing. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I say that, you know, any fresh thing we can get into your pet's life is better than none at all. So if all, if all they can do is put a little bit of broccoli on top of a dry diet, that's better than nothing Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. 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 So I talk about raw diets. Um, It's really individualized to the pet and do talk about fresh food feeding. There's a lot of companies that have already prepared fresh food and that's Mm -hmm. a really good thing for people. And some people do want to prepare their own. And so, you know, we talk about how to do that and make it complete and balanced. Nice. All right. Now the nutritional response testing. So did you get exposed to that maybe through standard process? Yes, I did. Oh yes. I met a lot of practitioners that um, used applied kinesiology or muscle testing as their way of uh, specifically out in California. Oh yeah. Met Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people that were very energetically involved out there. So that was cool. So it's energy medicine basically. Yeah. 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 So that got you curious. And then how did you select the program that you attended? Yeah. I wanted a program that had a method because Mm -hmm. I could talk to all sorts of people and push on arms and understand that, you know, there's a, there's a strong response and then, and a, and a weak response or a lock and an unlock on a muscle. But I wanted to know how to do it in a way that was repeatable and made sense to me. (laughs) And it was, it was a hard thing for me to learn, to be honest. Um, But I decided on nutrition response testing because I had shadowed several practitioners who were using that method um, and it was a, it was a very intense program. 
Um, I looked at other things too, like morphogenic field technique, and I've gone to seminars on that and you know, mm-hmm. other things. So I think I draw from several things, but it, I, I went through the entire training at Elon Nutritional Systems and about two years worth of uh, training. Um, what were the logistics in that? You're going down there in, in the South, right? Are they in Florida? Yeah, or? they're in Florida. They're in Clearwater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, like how long would you go down for at a time? I'd go down for like four, three, four days at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then come back and I'd go every six weeks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like working with other health professionals while you did that? Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine there's not many vets at this. It's, this is not a veterinary specific thing. It's it's a right. human, you know, you, you learn on people and then you, you transpose it to pets. Yeah. So I was always like, where's the, you know, you learn where all the, you know, where the organs are on people, but then you have to kind of transpose it to a quadruped who's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. I mean, I there were practitioners from all walks of life, you know, chiropractors, nutritionists, acupuncturists, um, NDs, ODs, I mean, everybody, uh, all sorts of doctors. And it was great to hear what they were doing with their human patients because, yeah. you know, and the responses they were getting from their patients. And um, Freddie Ulan's a really good teacher. Um, the, his whole staff was, was great at teaching and, um, just hearing and seeing what was happening in bodies that were, uh, treated this way was amazing. Yeah. It was, it confirmed for me, was it as wonderful of, as an experience as it sounds? It, it was wonderful in many, many ways. <laughs> um, it was, there were certain parts of it that, um, you know, just like with anything, like you take the good stuff and you just kind of sit through the stuff you don't really resonate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that school, you know, there are some things that <laughs> right. really ring with you and some things that don't. I just think uh, when I was reading about it a little bit, I think about, you know, doing the animal chiropractic course, for instance, you're sitting next to chiropractors, but that's it. I mean, and that, that was great. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was life-changing for me, but Mm. thinking about and reading about all the different professions that you were rubbing shoulders with, so to speak at the, at that course, I just have to think that it really was, could be very impactful. Oh yes, absolutely. And that way, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've met some amazing people and I still communicate with them and have a forum with you know, nutrition clinicians. And it's great. It is a fabulous community. Well, I, that just brings to mind. So when you were working for standard process, were you getting around to any of the, on the human side at all? Absolutely. Was- oh yeah. I mean, most of the education comes from the human side. Mm-hmm. So I would be going to the human um, lectures, which they openly invite veterinarians to, you know, I mean, we're all mammals basically. So the, yeah. the systems are going to be very similar. So I was shocked at how much chiropractors knew about nutrition, like about metabolism and all this. I mean, like that stuff didn't stick in my head from that school, you know, Krebs cycle. I kind of know what that is, but like they have all of the understanding of how the different vitamins and minerals work in the body and what, you know, helps things travel places and just, you know, it's crazy. So yeah, they're amazing. They learned that all in school. We didn't. Yeah. I wish. Right. It just, yeah. I just really feel like we got shortchanged. <laughs> no, totally. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope things are, are at least somewhat different now. I hope so too. Well, you know, I think 
when I was going to the vet schools four or five years ago, there were some changes definitely um, from the one nutrition class that I had. There was still one university in particular that wasn't teaching nutrition at all. Yeah. But I think there are several that have, you know, um, board of nutritionists on staff now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice, yeah. but it's also, um, I think you have to have sort of the holistic yeah. idea between fun- functional nutrition versus reductionist nutrition, which is, yeah. yeah. So are most of your uh, patients taking standard process supplements? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They take other things too, but standard processes sort of the foundation. Yeah. Very good. So um, how did, did COVID change uh, your, your practice at all? Did you start, did you do any telemedicine? How did that work? Good question. Yeah. We shut down for about six weeks and um, I was doing telemedicine starting then and we've continued it. It's great. I get to talk to people from all over the country and that's really neat. I love it. And um, standard process has actually made it quite easy for people to get supplements from them through my website mm-hmm. and through other things too. So it's not like you can't get something that's recommended by me, or I can send it out to them in the mail if I don't, you know, it's, it's been, it was wonderful. I think that saved me during the beginning of COVID was having that telemedicine mm-hmm. and, and having people be able to order things um, online. Yeah. How did those people find you? A lot of them were my clients, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but boy, people have found me <laughs> through other veterinarians through the HVMA, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a couple. Bob Goldstein is one yep. who sent a lot of people my way. Um, and the uh, companion, uh, I'm sorry, holistic actions for companion animals. Um, that forum website with Dr. Christina. Chambon. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so that's been fun. Cause I, I do some talking, some webinars for them too. And, you know, it's kind of, it's a great community of um, pet parents who really, really want to dive deep into what's going on with their pets. And so, I kind of fill in that little niche of whole food supplements yeah. to be able to help. Yeah. So for, for a consult for you, for a remote like telemedicine consult, what kind of time do you allot for for someone new? Yeah, we started half an hour and then mm-hmm. um, kind of work, you know, from there, but I typically start with half an hour and they send me a bunch of information ahead of time. So we don't have to like spend half the time trying to get the history. Yeah. But Yeah. So you're doing a big, a bit of legwork before you even get on. Yeah. So the half hour that we're actually talking is really more like an hour and a half of my time. Sure. <laughs> At yeah. Least. yeah. Cause I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and- I send them a report of what we talked about and my recommendations. So it's, you know, they get a, a written um, synopsis of our conversation plus other ideas that I may have had in between talking to them and sending them something. Mm-hmm. So you know? are, you, are you doing that through a video conference or how's that work? Yeah, we're doing it through zoom. Um, we can also do it through phone consultation. If people don't have internet or, you know, don't prefer it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've met lots of pets over zoom. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So coming out of coming out of COVID then, so to speak, um, do you think it's going to, 
how will your practice change? Will it, will you, the telemedicine continue, maybe become more of what you do or how, how are you going to portion your time? That's a great question. I, I think telemedicine is here to stay and I'm, I'm happy with it to a degree. I mean, I think it's not ideal mm-hmm. to be honest, because I can't feel a patient. I can't like a pet, I can see them and I can ask the pet parent to tell me what they're seeing, which is actually good because they can, um, it's more interaction for them to understand what I'm asking for. Like how, how does your pet, is he warm or cool? Is ears warmer? You know, like what is he, where's his temperature preference and stuff like that. But um, for muscle testing, it makes it a little harder. And I've been trying to do some of that remotely. Mm-hmm. And it's something where I'm I'm still learning that, but I have several pets that have really benefited from uh, virtual uh, or remote testing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something I'm wrestling with, noodling with, I guess, noodling on just this idea of, you know, how do we preserve this knowledge, your knowledge? I mean, you can, it uh, scales by doing telemedicine for sure. You can reach more people than can come to your magical 600 square foot facility, but you know, how do you, how's the next generation? How do they, you know, what happens when you're ready to stop practicing? How do you pass that on? And, oh yeah. I know. think about that all the time. Yeah. It's like, you want, I know of several um, practitioners that are looking for associates, like holistic people that are looking for others to join. And it's been very hard. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's really, I know the holistic community is growing, but the availability is still not what it should be. No, no. Um, the standard process, do they, do they have, did they replace you? So to speak, do they have someone who's <laughs> have still I been replaced? <laughs> yeah. You know, are you, you're, you're still not probably getting out to the, to the extent you used to. So um, they have been through several iterations of what they're doing. And since I'm not really privy to all of the details now, because I don't work for them, I, my understanding is they are growing the veterinary line still. They're trying to work in different ways with it. They don't have a veterinarian on staff right now, mm-hmm. um, but they're reaching out to multiple veterinarians to put their give their input, which is great. So it's like having a staff of you know, diverse veterinarians that they can reach out to. There are a couple of boarded uh, veterinary nutritionists that are working with them now, which is amazing. I mean, that's what they need, you know, otherwise um, reaching the masses is a little hard because there's a barrier, um, a science barrier, if you want to call it that, even though the science of whole foods is, you know, pretty indisputable, but they just need to see the white papers and they need to, you know, understand it from that sort of perspective. And I think having the board of nutritionists there to talk about things. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. I hadn't heard that. So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So back to the, back to my question then, do you think you'll continue your uh, telemedicine at the level you did during COVID or will it, will it, is that something you're going to encourage? I mean, you only have so many hours in the day, so how are you going to, yeah, you only have so many hours in the day. Yeah, no, I do encourage it. I really do. Um, I, especially for people who have no other option. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, I tend to give too much information sometimes because I'm so excited about it. It's like, here's this and that, and this, and that. you know what I mean? It's like, no, just here's a couple things <laughs> that you can do right now just to start, but it, it's a conversation, right? It's not like we're one and done here. Most of the time, you know, like do this. And then I'll never talk to you again. 
Yeah. It's, it, that's the thing about holistic is it's, it's an ongoing balancing thing. So there's a starting place, but there's also a journey. Especially nutrition just seems like there's just a lot of follow-up and questions and, mm-hmm. and you know. changes as a body changes the, you know, your approach to it changes too. So mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, Sue, thank you so much. I, that everyone else won't know, but we had a few technical bumps getting started and I, I want to respect your time, but uh, thanks so much. It was wonderful getting to know you and talking about your practice. It sounds really wonderful. And, and the next time I'm in Milwaukee, I'm going to uh, invite myself to come see. Oh, thank you, Neil, very much. And yeah, Thrive Holistic Veterinary Care, we're happy to have you come by. And I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate everything you've asked and that you've uh, opened this forum to me. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thanks. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies. ZIVT provides world-leading education in natural medicine, including three accredited postgraduate qualifications, industry-recognized certifications, and a wide range of evidence-based courses and webinars delivered by qualified and experienced practitioners. By bridging cutting-edge science and tradition, CIVT helps you to expand your treatment options to tackle your most challenging cases. And whether you're a veterinarian, veterinary technician or nurse, animal health professional, or someone who wants to learn more, they have the right course for you. Investigate their offerings at civtedu.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take the time to tell a friend and to give us a favorable rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for your support. We'll see you next time.